Hi everyone, this is Nina, and today on the Doll Parts Podcast, I have a very special guest, and that's Brandon Adamson. So, um... Hey there. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So, so we're gonna, we have a very special episode, and we're going to analyze the 1981 made-for-TV movie starring Rock Hudson called The Star Maker. Um, so Brandon's the person who found this movie. So if you want to get into how you found this kind of like random piece of culture, you can get into that. Um, yeah, well, I was just looking at um, Rock Hudson's filmography and I was like looking for things that he did later in his career because he did like this made for tv movie called world war three which was really good and that's from like 1982 or something so i looked and i saw that he was in a few other made for tv uh, movies and miniseries and whatnot so um i watched all of them (laughs) and uh, that was how i found the, the star maker so, and you just found it on YouTube, or did you find it before then? Because there's no Wikipedia page for it. So it's kind of like, it, there is an IMDb page, but like, it's still not easy to find that much information on this. Yeah, I was like, when I look up movies, then I just Google them to see like where you can stream them. And sometimes you can stream them all over the place, and sometimes like, there's absolutely nowhere to stream them, and, and like in this case, there there was somebody had uploaded an old um, version to YouTube, which I could watch. Which it was like, it was never released on DVD or anything, so it's just somebody recorded it off the TV, like when it came out. Yeah, and and finding that out was like super bizarre to me because I'm just used to having accessibility to like every piece of media even if it's older. So that was like really weird to have something that's like so difficult to find and having to rely on like a blurry like YouTube um, video of the film. Like that was kind of like weird because I'm used to like either bootlegging or if you have to get it, get it like on stream it or whatever. But it was still worth watching even though it was like really hard to find. Yeah, and I mean, even the... um... There's like one shady bootlegging site on the whole internet that has a DVD copy of it for sale. And I tried to order it, but I think that, you know, there's maybe only about a 10% chance that I'm ever going <laughs> to see like a working <laughs> DVD. Because like, it was just, you know, I was like, oh, there's, there's no way this site is legit and then I'm going to get my DVD. But I was like, this is the only place to order it. So I'm just going to How much throw. did it cost? It was like... Fifteen dollars plus wow. shipping or something. That's pretty. That's pretty costly. Is it? I mean, wow. I, it's the only. For, I mean, for a deep like that's crazy. I would not. I wouldn't. I mean, I understand it's rare. Like, I wouldn't spend that much for it. But then, like, how did they record? Did so like in nineteen eighty one? Like, how did they record the TV back then? Did they uh, have no either on on a um, a VHS or a Betamax? So you could record TV on a VHS. Yeah, yeah, you could record it, and like that's why we, where you see a lot of this old commercial and stuff on YouTube, people mm-hmm. recorded that, and then eventually there were ways which people could transfer their VHS to DVD, mm-hmm. and then you know transfer the DVD to the files they could upload. So yeah, that's why they're still in existence. Sometimes when you see those old 
um, things on YouTube or whatever. Like it'll mm-hmm. say in the corner, you can see like it was like it was recorded off of a, a Lifetime or something. Wow. Like that. So the reason I wanted to talk about this movie was because there's kind of like, at least in my opinion, there's a lot to get into with like the themes of the movie. Um, and we're going to kind of get into that. But if you kind of want to start summarizing, because I doubt anyone listening has ever seen this movie or really, they probably don't even like know. I don't think anyone's seen anyone, it. Anyone, they might know movie. Rock who Rock Hudson is, if that, like that might be the only familiarity, but like um, with this film, but like if you want to get into it, kind of su- start summarizing it um, for the audience. Mm-hmm. Since you're the one who found it first. Well, basically, like, Rock Hudson plays a character. He, he's a, uh, like, a well-known director and, I guess, kind of uh, also, like, a talent scout or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, um, he kind of has a knack for finding new young women and, like, turning them into stars. And he's, pro- he's kind of, like, counted on uh, to do that. And then you know, when they become successful or whatever, you know, they're, they're, he kind of moves on to the next one. They, they they lose interest because they don't need him anymore, but he kind mm. of, he falls for these women as he's like, um, you know, as he's sc- scouting them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it has like a number of, uh, well-known actresses in it. Like there's, uh, Melanie Griffith is in it when she's very young. Who's and, Dakota Johnson's mom, which that's how I, I, I would not know, have known who she was until I Googled her and I saw she, she's Dakota Johnson's mom. So anyone else who's listening, might, that might ring more <clears> of a bell. And uh, uh, Suzanne Plachette, who like you know, most people listening to this wouldn't know, but she was kind of a, a pretty famous like classic actress yeah very beautiful i looked at a bunch of pictures she was very beautiful in my opinion yeah and um who's the the other oh uh, christian alfonso who's also in the the movie who most people may not know but she became very famous on the soap opera days of our lives like she was on it for like a long time and she was also on uh melrose place and she's just kind of a, a pretty big pretty became a pretty big star and this was like her screen debut yeah and know what she actually reminded me um when I like looked at her pictures from when she was like around that time like I think she was like 18 to 20 when she did that movie it was like her breakout movie and she looked a lot like she had like a Brooke Shields look to her I think I thought she looked a lot like Brooke Shields like maybe kind of like the bushy eyebrows like I don't know that kind of like and like the striking blue eyes like that was kind of like a similar look that she had in my opinion um and then there was like what was the other, like, Terry Copley? Is that her name? Yeah, Terry Copley. She played, like, this really pretty blonde, another pretty blonde girl. Um, so there's kind of a succession of young girls. And the main character, Rock Hudson, what was his Oh, Danny Dang. Youngblood. Yeah. <laughs> I love that name. It's like, <laughs> so, you know, right on there. Like, it's Danny Youngblood. Fitting. Yeah. So he starts out the movie being with Margot, who's Suzanne Plachette's character and she's like a bit older maybe like in her mid to late 30s and so she's already a big star so he already scouted her and he's probably like 15 to 20 years older than her and they're at a party celebrating I think they're celebrating a new movie right that's right. going on 
and he spots this little like young girl like crying in the corner and then just like a classic like kind of like manipulative maneuver to kind of get her attention and that's Melanie Griffith's Griffith's character and um there introduces like her stepdad comes in and gets mad at him and he's kind of like oh whatever and he ends up like going to her house to like find her and he's like because she said she wanted to be an actress. Like, I'm going to make you a star, whatever he says. <clears throat> so it kind of introduces this his method of scouting girls, which is finding them when they're young and very vulnerable and kind of exploiting that in a way. And, um, and this seems like going into like, oh, maybe this is just like a one-off thing. Like maybe it's like, oh, he just like fell in love with this girl and her stepdad was, like, super abusive and, like, raping her, probably. I think that's the insinuation. Like, this is very, like, a dark, super dark movie. Um, <clears throat> and so she, th- like, it seems like the dad, the stepdad's raping her or whatever, and she leaves. <laughs> okay, go, Brandon, go. <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to mention that the, the guy who plays her stepdad, mm-hmm. his name is uh, Fred Dreyer, and he was a professional football player. Oh, really? He didn't look like a football player. Yeah, he, he was, even, like, while they were filming that, he was still playing. Like, he played right. for the, um, he was a very famous um, football player for the, the Los Angeles Rams. And then later, after his football career was over, he was most known for um, starring on a show called Hunter, which was a detective show, which was, he was, he was the, uh, the star of that. So that's just a good piece of information, because I, I, I didn't really think much about it. So, um, yeah, so Danny ends up, like, basically just, like, leaving his wife or this young girl. I think she's probably, like, 18, probably, like, the character meant to be, like, 18. And he ends up, like, leaving her, leaving his wife for her, and then, um, that's kind of, like, I don't know. I don't know. How, how do you think they wanted the audience to feel? Like, when they wrote that movie. Like, do you think they wanted the audience to be sympathetic toward him at first? Or maybe, like... Because, again, I'm watching this, like, from evaluating it from now. Like, now's perspective. And, like, this would obviously make him a villain. But do you think to, like, audiences... TV audiences in 1981, was he meant to look like a sympathetic character at first? Yeah, I th- well, I think he was, like... He was just meant... He was meant to be kind of complex. You okay. know, he wasn't just, like, a, a villain. Because you, you can see when... Like, if this was a movie that would be made today, he would be, he would be portrayed as a, as a villain or sleazy. Mm-hmm. But he's not really in that, like, you can, um, like, you can tell that he genuinely, like, falls for these girls. Or he thinks yeah. that, he thinks no, that he's No, you can see them. the chemistry, especially with the first girl, like, Dawn was her name. You could really, like, see, like, he really formed an emotional bond with them. And I think that definitely helped that kind of, like, kind of ease the uncomfortable situation to an audience, somebody in the audience, like, watching it, and think, oh, well, he obviously has chemistry there. So they end up, like, did they get married or not? Yes. Yeah, okay, so they got married, and then she ends up getting pregnant. Yeah, and that's another sign, too, because when she tells him that she's pregnant, like, he's very happy about it. He yeah, because like, she can't do... Wasn't it that she couldn't do a role or something in a movie? Yeah, so he, he's, like, remember. yelling at the producers saying that, that you know, because she she can't do this role, and uh-huh. then she's like, well, I can't do it because, you know, she, she was pregnant, so... Yeah, 
And celebrity shout out Jeffrey Tambor. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I think so. He was, he's in the movie. He's like another producer in the movie, which is funny because I, you know, he's like in almost every like movie I like from like, I, he's in everything it seems like. Um, so it's like interesting to recognize him. But yeah, so she, she ends up getting pregnant and it's super romantic and cute and like chit chatting about it, whatever. And then there's a scene where she's at like, I don't know like a near a bus I don't know where were she's, they at I don't know she's just out somewhere somewhere outside again it's so blurry on like the you can't even like see so <laughs> so she's her stepdad like her abusive stepdad gets there and he's like chasing after her and she runs in the street and gets hit by a car and then they're like oh whatever and then they go to the doctors Danny gets there and they're like she's fine but she lost the baby so it's like this is the first like very dramatic emotional hit and because of losing her baby she she enters a really strong depression which is really sad to see i mean obviously that's a very emotional situation and a sad situation but you know and they also say that she can't have any more kids which is also very like intense and yeah. and um definitely something difficult for a woman to go through so during this period, Danny can't handle her being so upset or emotional. And he ends up meeting another girl who's like auditioning or whatever to be in movies. And he has a fling with her. However, he doesn't really form the same emotional bond that he did with the, his wife. But he's still having sex with another person. Um, leading Dawn to end up finding out about this and behave in kind of crazy ways um yeah so that's kind of the the beginning of their that unraveling or whatever so i think it's like yeah um i think that like her the way that like she already had like psychological problems i think before yeah because her mom had like was in a mental hospital she said like they're just this is all like dropped in the movie it's like they at least they kind of make it make sense like they set up the picture for you like this is a girl who's very vulnerable she has history of mental illness she's dealt with abandonment for her mom or i don't know with her dad but her stepdad's like abusive and molesting her from probably a young age like she has issues and um so it kind of makes sense when she starts behaving this way from such a traumatic event happening. And luckily, Danny's first wife, who he ended up separating um, to be with Dawn, ends up having kind of like a motherly role toward her. And she's not super aggressive or mean, which I think was nice because a lot of the times, especially back then, they would write older women to be like kind of enemies to younger girls and kind of treat them like adversaries and I think that was nice that they wrote it so like they can kind of like I don't know she had a positive inf- like influence on her and really didn't hate her or anything like she got her own hot guy hot younger guy she was like I don't I don't care if whatever Danny wants to do we're still yeah. friends so even though Dawn had that support from her like it didn't matter she started trying to want to become her and like doing her makeup dramatically and talking the same way and mimicking how she talked to her when she, when the wife first found out that he was cheating. And so she kind of starts behaving, I don't know, in a way that's like unlike her. And and that kind of starts the Yeah, I mean descent. she basically like she goes off the deep end, yeah. you know, because like 
um, she starts to lose it like after she loses the baby, so she get like she gets depressed and kind of crazy, and then like then you know Danny obviously like that's like too much for him to he doesn't know how to cope with that, so like he has a fling, and then like it just goes it gets worse, you know, just because she goes even further off the deep end after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the I think. I don't know if this was this the end of the first. I think this was the end of the first part of the movie. There's two parts of the movie. Um, Ends with her finding out that Danny's cheating. And she ends up calling over her stepdad somehow. And it's insinuated that she ends up sleeping with the stepdad. Danny comes home, sees him, like beats him up. But then they hear a gunshot and Dawn killed herself. And that's the end of the first part, which is a very like intense emotional extreme like storyline just for it to begin um so I kind of wanted to get into just finishing that first part what it really reminded me of this movie is like a mix of like Lolita but it's kind of playing with it and like the picture like the um again there's not many pictures from this movie like there wasn't much promotion it seems since it was a tv movie and not like trying to be sold or in theaters or anything but it's a picture of i think it's dawn in the cover and she has like sunglasses pulled down which is kind of referencing the classic lolita um photograph promotional photograph from the early 60s from stanley kubrick's adaptation of the book and um into a movie and um with her having like the heart-shaped sunglasses, with Sue Line have the heart-shaped sunglasses, um, so that's kind of like an obvious connection. But I think that instead of it being related to Humpert Humper, it's more like Claire uh, Quilty. I think that's how you say it, um, which was Peter Sellers' character in in the movie, where it's like he finds uh, Dolores Hayes or Lolita. Um, I think she's doing ballet or something. And he kind of starts watching her. And I feel like that's kind of the connection. It's kind of seeing it from that point of view. Since he's more of like an artist or whatever. um, Danny Youngblood. So I feel like that was an obvious connection. And then it's also like he's like a Svengali character as well. So it's like those. It's kind of like those two things like molded together to make this character. And um, yeah. That was, like, my interpret from just the first part, that's what I really got from them. Okay, well, this is obviously interpreting both of these things. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to know what inspired the the writers, like, where they got the I think Lolita was definitely a big part of it. Yeah. Even but- though the girls weren't, like, 14, but I still feel like it's that dynamic. It's that, like, I don't know. It, it, it definitely was influenced by the writing and... Um, yeah, but I also feel like there was... Um, maybe some uh, some classic like soap opera influence, you know, some because uh, <clears throat> it does it does have a very kind of uh, soap opera feel to it, like seventies and eighties soap opera with like just the the kind of darkness and then like the one mm-hmm. person moving for the next. And so, yeah. Um... And it's, I mean, it's probably, like, a com- their own commentary on Hollywood to an extent as well, just because of, like, the fact that that's what it's about, and then it's young girls. Yeah, and I think that that's, like, know? one thing that's really interesting about it is that it, like, 
there's so much in the movie that like really does show you like how movies are are made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like you hear stories about like people getting cast and stuff. A lot of it's like either nepotism or something like uh, some random connection or whatever, and it's just like oh. It's like the movie Blade Runner, which came out around the same time. But the way Sean Young got the part as Rachel is that Ridley Scott just thought she was beautiful. Like, all of the other cast members hated her. She was a terrible actress to them. Like, they couldn't stand her. Like, Harrison Ford hated her. But it didn't matter. Like, Ridley Scott was just like, she's beautiful. She's she's Rachel. And that was really all it came down to. It was just that kind of, I don't know, his opinion. So I think that's, like, kind of interesting as well. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it, like, it, it also, um, I mean, it shows you, like, how much of it is about, like, like power. Like, who, mm-hmm. who has the power, you know, over, you know, to, to kind of trump anyone else's decisions or something. And it's kind of like, oh, well, I say this person goes, you know, and that's the, well, he says this person goes, and it's like, you know, who has the, the power. But, I, I mean, also just in terms of the, like the day to day of of how movies are like those mm-hmm. scenes of them filming and stuff and the the direction and and all of that I think it's like it's very much a kind of a like a, that all of those people would have very like intimate knowledge of because they were all mm-hmm. uh, had done so many movies mm-hmm. before so there's something else with that the dynamic too that reminds me of like I feel like a lot of times what happens in many different fields like music movies whatever it's like these men who are kind of visionaries they channel through younger women because younger women have looks they have charisma whatever and they're malleable since they're young and what ends up happening which is what happens in this movie is that the girl reaps all of the benefits of that man helping them and guiding them and then they end up turning on them or they, yeah. they, it's like they become powerful enough on their own that they don't need him anymore. And this kind of happened with like Poppy and you may not know this reference, but like the singer Poppy and Titanic Sinclair, like who kind of, I mean, she's accused him of X, Y, and Z, but he, you know, wanted to find like, with people listening, probably know what I'm talking about, like with Mars Argo and then getting rid of her when she was annoying him, got Poppy, she blew up. Three years later, whatever, Poppy's like, I'm done with you. You're manipulative. You're this, you're that. But if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't have had the career because that him being a visionary. I think this probably has happened. Like, there's probably way more examples of this, too. And so I think that's, the, like, a problem. Like, it kind of be, like, a quick, easy way for, like, a, I don't know, like, a talented man or whatever to kind of express himself by using that, by using a girl like that. But then it ends mm-hmm. up just... I don't know, end up backfiring at the end. Right. So let's get into the second part of the movie. How did this, I don't even remember, like, I don't even remember. How did the second, for the beginning of the second part? Well, start? he's, remember, he's, he's, in the hos- he's in the hospital. And um, while he's in the hospital, a, um, a young girl comes into his room. Oh, yeah. And you know, kind of starts talking to him about wanting to be an actress and she flirts with him a little bit. And, like, no, later, like, we find out that she's in there because, like, um, the girl's mom mm-hmm. is trying to help her become an actress, so she kind of sets it up so she's in this room by, so that she can yeah. send her daughter in there to um, you know, talk to this guy. And then they, it, when he's 
busy or something like out doing something they go in his hospital room and they grab the script so that she can you know get a look at it so she can audition and like know what she's doing yeah um, so that's how that's how it starts in the yeah. second one yeah and and grant and mind you this girl says in that scene she says like she's not even out of high school yet like she's like 17 not even out of high school right and so but the mom is the one pushing her in there the mom's the one encouraging her to be an actress or whatever so this girl's like this like cute little blonde so he like immediately has an attraction to her um for obvious reasons she's kind of like very bimbo very ditzy very bimbo like trying to have they were trying to have and then the pandora like the um yeah. They had a conversation about like Pan Pandora, like Pandora's box and everything, which was I guess the inspiration for the movie that he came up with, which he ends up trying to cast her as or whatever. Right. And she's just like completely oblivious, like super ditzy, whatever. Um. So again, it's just like that stuff kind of illustrates that there is like obviously a disconnect there, like between like their ages, like it's like there, there's nothing really in common, and like she's not able to uphold like a real conversation or anything right she can't she doesn't, she doesn't understand like a simple greek mythology reference. exactly she's like, she's like well wasn't eve the first woman and he's like well this yeah. is greek mythology like um but yeah so i thought that was a kind of like funny like i don't know way to kind of like present it that way because i think like there's obviously a conversation to be had about like those kind of relationships or whatever but i think it's kind of illustrating like to the audience like okay this one's a little bit weird like this one's a little bit weirder so then the mom also has a crush on him right which is a throwback to lolita and also the mom's name is dolores but i mean in lolita dolores is the younger right. girl's name but that's obviously a call because um in in Lolita, the mother has a crush on Humpert Humpert, and then he likes her. So it's kind of this that kind of setup is similar between like the mother and daughter competition um, that starts happening. Um, so you can continue with the summary because I, really, I kind of don't remember how everything goes in order. Well, he he ends up uh, he he casts her in in the movie mm-hmm. as as Pandora, whatever, and then. Um, like during the movie the the see he the the mother is like a real like kind of a like a pain in the ass you know yeah. and, and so she's, she's annoying. like um and so in in order to because the the girl's underage the mother works out a deal where like she'll only let her daughter act in this movie like if you know, if she gets a job also on the movie as like a costume yeah. person or something. So they have to like fire the constant person that they wanted to use and use this lady because it was the only way they can use her daughter. And yeah. um, so, of course, her like being on the set caused all kinds of problems because like, um, you know, Rock Hudson's character, Danny Youngblood, he's like, you know, he's very like overtly like... Um, being like uh touchy yeah he's, he's guiding her yeah helping her yeah. you know and, and like even like the uh producers and whatever they take him aside and they're like look you know can you can you ease off he's like oh i'm, I'm just doing this for the scene mm-hmm. you know, this is just for the acting you know or whatever but like everyone can kind of see that he's got a thing for her and that it's like romantic and uh yeah duh. um so that, that ends up uh, uh causing all kinds of problems and um the um 
so it, it, things kind of like, uh, you know, culminate a little bit. And then there's the, the whole, there's this side plot where his, um, his ex-wife, you know, the older one, she, um, you know, starts dating this cab driver who then who wants to be an actor. And then yeah. she gets him a role in this movie. And he's like um, playing in the movie too. And then there's like this whole subplot with her, like where it's like, does she have cancer or doesn't she? Or yeah. that, um I honestly didn't even care. <laughs> like, I, like, that's why, no offense, like, I literally didn't care about her subplot at all. Like, I didn't mind her as a character, I just did not care. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but anyways, so, <laughs> the, um, so it all kind of culminates at the, um, when they're, they're done shooting this movie and they're like, you know, they're having like a rap party or whatever and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Rock Hudson, Danny Youngblood, he makes, you know, he's got a thing with this, uh, this younger, this younger actress now, the girl who plays Pandora. And, um, so they're sneaking around and they make plans to sneak off to Mexico to fly there, you know, because I guess it's legal for them to be together there because she's underage or something. You know, I think that's like basically the gist of it, but because they were in Italy, but they could have just went to France. Well, I think, you know, it probably was legal in Italy, too. But I, yeah. but I think, you know, something about it where they, they, they obviously had to fly somewhere where, like, no one would see them, yeah. I guess, at the very least. Where someplace where they could be secret. Um, and, but the, the mother is, like, drunk. And so she's going through the hotel, like, looking for him because she, like, wants to get it on with him. You know, mm-hmm. and he's, like, mortified. So he, like, he... You know, him and the, his this the male co-star who's like dating his ex-wife like he convinced them they, they like the two of them um both of these guys they pretend to be like in bed together when she shows up so to you know in order to make her go away yeah you know, so she um she freaked out which which is like um which is interesting because you know as was later you know rock hudson turned out to be you know, gay or, or bisexual in real life. So, like, yeah. the scene is kind of like a... Uh, it's almost like a weird acknowledgement of that yeah. on some level. But, like... Um, yeah, so then, you know, the 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 mom goes off. She's pissed because she sees these two guys in bed together after she wanted to hook up with him. And um, so then it works out, and they, they fly to Mexico... Um, but then somehow the uh, you know, the mother goes to some some people and, and threatens them and she finds out like where he went you know whatever yeah. so then she gets these attorneys and threatens as soon as she flies there and to have him arrested for statutory rape yeah so the police end up getting there in Mexico and just like showing up and then the daughter Angel is her name she says to her mom. She's like, okay, everyone stop, leave him alone, leave Danny alone. And she's like, let me talk to you. Because the mom starts seeing this, like, Greek, I don't know what he was, like, some some very wealthy Greek businessman or something that ended up, whatever. So he ends up saying he wants to, like, marry her. So the daughter says to the mom, well, if you want to ruin this for me, I'm going to ruin this for you. You're not officially divorced from my dad. So how do you think he'll feel not knowing you're, you know, you're still married? And then they end up having a truce because of that. So that's initiating a truce. You know, there's like a a really, um, that's actually a really key point, though, in the film, because Mm. 
Um, you know, the, the, the mom who's dating this, this Greek guy, this wealthy Greek guy, like, she's not really, like, in love with him or anything. You know, she's just, because just, he's got all this money, she's yeah. really good for him. And so the daughter says, well, you know, the the kind of, like, life that you're trying to get for yourself with this guy, well, that's, like, how it is with me and Danny. So oh, so she, so the, the mom at that point understands that, like, and she says, oh, I, you know, you've come such a long way. And, and like, because yeah. at that point she understands that, like, you know, her daughter is an adult and she mm-hmm. is actually, like, kind of like she's in it for she's with Danny because like of what he can do for her mm-hmm. like and it's not really about that she's like this young girl that's like um with her head in the clouds and falling for some guy doing something stupid and getting manipulated that she's yeah. actually in a position of of um you know power, power. that she's like oh, she's not, not quite as, as ditzy and yeah. not quite as ditzy as like as she comes off yeah, and yeah. so that's why the mom allows it because she yeah. just understands that like her yeah. daughter can handle herself now because yeah. she's like I in on the to game. This. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So that that totally like that makes sense. So then after that, they end up being together. She gets all the daughter Angel gets all these film roles. And then eventually she goes to Danny and wasn't it like she got some another role and she didn't tell him about it or wasn't it something like that that happened? Well, it was it was basically like she was <clears throat> in this other um she was in this other this movie, right? And with this other director, and like Danny is on the set, and he's like trying to direct her, and there's like a conflict because the director's like, "Well, I'm directing this movie, like you know, not you." And he's, but he's of course like, "Well, you're not, you know, the light's not showing, bringing out the passion in her eyes, or something mm-hmm, yeah. like that." And then the director's like, "Well, am I directing this film, or are you?" And and um, you know, the the producer. Um, what was his name? Uh, Jeffrey, uh, Tan- uh, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. And he's like, so it, Rock Hudson ends up getting banned from this, this set. Yeah. You know, and that his, uh, that his young wife is, uh, in this movie on. And then when he confronts her about it, then she's like, no, like I, you know, I, I want to keep doing this movie and like, I don't want you coming to the set, you know? Um, yeah. so because like she basically tells him that like, you know, <clears throat> she, she's like, you know, she wants to be her own person mm-hmm. and she's doing things on her own now. Um, and you know, not leaving him per se, but like, she's just kind of like, um, you know, she's, she's she wants to be her, yeah, she's her own, uh, star and she wants to do things, not just be doing yeah. like, um. What what uh, what he wants her to do, or have yeah. him be him be there all the time. Yeah, so that happens, so that he kind of gets his heart broken a little bit from that. Like he's yeah. very upset because I think she goes off to do some movie or something, so she's gone for like a long time, and yeah. in the meantime, like his he's horny. No, it's, it's not just that though. He's like <laughs> his the producer people. They're like. You know, they want to make another movie, so they're like, Danny, you, you got to go out and, and do your magic and yeah. find us another girl. Get your lollipops, or yeah. that's what they say to him. Which is like, <laughs> your magic yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if you'll be able to get away with that now, you know. But it's no, this movie like, would be canceled, or we're going to get into it after we're done summarizing it. So, he goes out seeking another young star, another young girl, 
unassuming that they're going to be the next star. So he ends up going to like some, I don't know, like ice cream shop and he well, sees this. Yeah, he's walking by and he looks in the window and he sees this girl eating ice cream and that's Christian Alfonso. Yes, it's like stunning and she's brunette, which all the other girls besides his first night were all blondes and this girl is brunette with like very striking blue eyes. And so he goes in there and tries, like, chit-chatting with her or whatever, trying to be smooth. And she's got a little bit, like, standoffish with him. Yeah, at first she's not really having it. She's, she's just kind of, like, over uh, it. She's like, okay. Um, but they end up kind of, you know, he gets ice cream. Her, the ice cream she likes for hers is kind of cute. And, she, you know, it's a cute... That was, like, a really cute vibe. Like, that was a really cute... I was like, oh, like, I like that. Um, I mean, I like it, too. But I, I bet you it would, like, horrify people. He's, like, buying this young girl ice cream. You know, Rock no, Hutchie's, I, like, 50 years old. You know, he's, like, here, I'm buying ice cream. Like, it's almost like... I mean, yeah, like, you wouldn't be able to get away with with that it's just because it's like whatever but yeah at first she's like kind of bitchy and standoffish i think she just like because she doesn't look at him at first so she's looking forward the whole time she's talking to him at first and i think she thinks that he's just like you know some other just a typical loser or whatever that hits us some old creep or whatever and then when she sees him and she realizes that he's like a famous director then it's like oh you know then she's like her demeanor completely changes yeah that's that's something that's important. Okay, then what happens after that? Well, I mean, what happens after that is it kind of like, I don't know. There's a the brief um, painter, and then it, it kind of cuts to where like they're um, they're both in his house, and they're like there's all these like you know candles in the bedroom, and they're mm-hmm. like starting to to get it on, like you know him and her, and you know it looks like you know things are going. It's like here we go again, but then as they're like. Um, you know, starting to have sex, like something happens and he's like, he's having like a heart attack or he something attack in the middle of it. While he's having sex. And then, um, you know, and then, <clears throat> so she obviously doesn't, you know, doesn't know what to do, but like, you know, she's like, Danny, you know, what's wrong? What's wrong, Danny? And then like, um, but yeah, you know, he actually, he, he dies. He dies like, at the end. And then the, at the end, they There's show funeral. his funeral. Yeah. 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 And then... Um, all the girls are there at the funeral. So they all have... They all show up and yeah. that guy... Um, Jeffrey Tambor's character. Yeah, they he, all he, does kind of like, he does kind of like a narration, like as he sees all these people. He basically does the kind of postscript and he's like, wow, he, you know... He was a, a heck of a guy. He really had a gift, and look, you know, yeah. look, he got all, all these, the, all these women. They all showed up. He all, yeah, all these all beautiful women. Like, I, they all came out for him today. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they were all very kind of like impressed by that, and so they're all putting the flowers on his casket before it gets lowered, and it's a very, you know, it's a sad affair. But it was nice having that kind of commentary from those other producers at the end too. Um, but yeah, so that was the movie. You know, you it was very like dark. It definitely didn't. <laughs> we need we need more shit like that. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I think there needs to be more movies or. Well, you, you gotta shows. go. You gotta go back. You know, you gotta go back. That's like. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was like it was so dark, and that's like why I was like it really kind of. I wasn't really expecting anything when I watched it. Like mm-hmm. I was just trying to watch all these random movies, and like it was really like really powerful. You know? Yeah. Like, and 
I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Like, I definitely enjoyed it. I wish I, wish I could watch it in better. Like, I wish I could watch it how it was when well, it was on TV. Like, I wish I could see that the, great quality of the movie. Like, I wish I could see it better. I mean, it was fine on YouTube, but it, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I really well, did that's like the, it. that's the best copy in the world. That I, the best like, copy in the world, which I will put in the link. 360p. I will link that on. But I don't, I don't know. It, you know, if I ever get a, a DVD in the mail of it, then I will... Um, you know, I, it'll it, probably be the same quality. Well, I bet you it would be the same, but it wouldn't be three sixty p. I bet. I bet like somebody Ooh. somebody uploaded that because it was like it, you know they wanted wanted a lower file size than oh. you know, uploading in, in t- so it's probably like slightly um, better than that. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. But you know, one thing that's interesting and like why I like these late career Rock Hudson movies is that. Um, I mean, you know, he dies only a few years after these of, of, of AIDS. Yeah, you know? so and, it's kind of sad. And not only that, but the year that this was being, when he has a heart attack, he actually had, like, like um, quintuple bypass surgery oh, on wow. his heart, like, in real life in 1981, because, like, he... He was in bad shape things. He wasn't that old, huh? Maybe he was a heavy drinker and smoker. Uh, but, like, he also... Um, he, he said he, Well, he said in an interview that he ignored the symptoms for a long time and that mm. he had, like had chest pains for like two years and then one night he woke up and like his you know his one of his arms he couldn't move it you know and um so yeah but he you know it just these movies they have a very like ominous quality to it because you like you know what happens after so when it's kind of it it just it adds like a a layer of of darkness to it and um and just the kind of the of the mortality of it is um it's interesting, like, Rock Hudson's dead from AIDS, and then Jeffrey Tambor is, like, dead in another way. He's been, like, completely canceled for, like, I don't know, sexual... I don't want to say assault. Something sexual happened, well, so he's canceled. Um, so, like... He's still it, alive, though. He's still alive, but he's canceled. Do you know about his career? Do you know what the big movie or big show he did? Well, before? I remember he was on like the Larry Sanders show. Larry Sanders show. Do you know what Transparent is? No, no. Can I tell you what it is real yeah, quick? Yeah. I watched the whole thing. It's about this Jewish family and the patriarch of the family played by Jeffrey Tamper. It's coming out as a trans parent. So he plays like a trans woman. Yeah. Who's like 70 years old. So that was the last major thing he did before I think all these uh, accusations came out against him, um, so which is kind of a which is kind of a shame. Um, but no, I, he's a very talented actor. He's also in um, Girl Interrupted. Or no, not Girl Interrupted. Yeah, Girl. He's in Girl Interrupted. He's like a, a psychiatrist in Girl Interrupted. He's in The Virgin Suicides as well. Yeah, I mean he's been around for. He's in a lot, lot of stuff. stuff I yeah. I like. Um, which is just funny to see him. And he's in um, Arrested Development. He's the dad in Arrested Development, too. Mm. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to maybe have a conversation, if you want to, Brandon, about the subject of the movie being like that kind of like that attraction to the age difference situation or the power dynamic. And I kind of wanted to get into like why is that always portrayed in media so much and why is that something we're so like interested in innately so i wanted to kind of get into that at least from your perspective too because you've you've watched so many movies from a long time ago or whatever like do you think that was illustrated more back then or is it like the same or like i don't know 
because now it's like a bit more it's becoming more and more taboo I think um where before they could kind of you know peek in and kind of look into it a little bit and then I also wanted to get into like my experience with like the whole like Tumblr 2013 that's what I know you know like that kind of Tumblr like nymphette like Lolita Lana like whatever the hell you want to call that like that era so I wanted to get your perspective first like about I don't know like that being portrayed in media well I I think it's like it's different now because you see that like um it, it, it seemed to be it was more normal back then even though like people say that it wasn't it was much more like I think acceptable um, back then whereas now mm-hmm. you see like a lot of like um, <clears throat> you know a, a lot of uh, people women have a problem with like um, you know a, like a 30 year old dating a 20 year old or something yeah. like that or like you it's know or, or just like like people that that are just fully fully adults mm-hmm. and um so I, think we, I mean, we live, despite with, like, OnlyFans and all that stuff, like, we live in, like, almost a very, like, puritanical age. Period. Like, no, that's so true. Like, it literally, everything is so puritanical. I mean, and, even... I know it is. Yeah, even just with, like, um, you know, words you're allowed to use and things like that. There's yeah. a very, like, puritanical, um, you know, like, uh, quality to it. But it's interesting that it's, like, you know, it's a, it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a theme of just so... Um, so much literature and like in so many uh, movies and, and forms of art because I think that you have this <clears throat> thing where like these um, you know th- these older men are always like uh, I think they're 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 attracted to um, <clears throat> you know they're they're attracted to like uh, youth and beauty and, and vitality a little bit or like things that are fading for them and they 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 kind of want to. Um, you know, they they still want to feel like they're the young. They still got it, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and I I don't know. I think it, and also like like as a man, and you get older, like you get you become more and more experienced, and so um, you know, so you kind of like uh, you recognize all your mistakes when you were like yeah. in, in twenty five or something. So it's always there's always like like. Uh, you know, you're looking to, to re- recover from that by, like, you know, getting it right or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, like, I being in that era, like, I feel like something I've been saying for a long time, which now people are, like, really addressing is, like, I feel like, like, Lana's music and stuff and that, that influence on the culture from, like, that time, like, 2012, 2013, it's, like, she was kind of, like, this symbol of, like, extreme femininity that now is being introduced again, but back then, like, when I was an early preteen teenager, like, that was, like, not normal, like, that was not what was being promoted to us as girls, like, that was considered, like, wrong, like, it was, like, oh, you are interested in having this very romantic um, view of relationships or with a man that's wrong like you need to be independent like that was really what was focused so having someone who just wanted to surrender to their femininity that was really new so seeing that introduced and then on like tumblr which again that's having a resurgence as well um which again I think that may have messed up a lot of girls my age because of that but there's a reason why we were drawn to it 
And that's because that really appeals to a very primal part of ourselves to kind of give ourselves to a man who is more experienced and is trying to guide us and I don't know it's it's just something there's very, something very romantic about it and I feel like that's why girls do find it appealing now if you want to talk about the morality of it whatever but it's like there's clearly something there it's not just a societal like theme or something there's something really deep there so I feel like this is something that's always going to be present in culture and in, in real life no matter how much people want to like gatekeep it and like act like it's the worst thing in the world and that it's evil and this and that like for a girl who's in her late teens or early 20s to you be know, the guy who's older or whatever the age difference is it's like that's just always going to happen I think yeah well I mean not just that but I think that a lot of people get get the the power dynamic kind of mixed up because they they, they always assume and this kind of goes back to the movie a little bit that this mm-hmm. like that the, the older guy is the one who is um is manipulating and and, uh, and predatory and all this thing but like it actually kind of that's a very kind of uh, almost like anti-female attitude because yeah. in, in many cases you find like these the the older guys are the ones who are like madly in love and like the young women are just like running circles around they're just yeah. playing, playing games and they're just like haha you know i don't like i don't care yeah. it's like it's not just this cut and dry thing where it's like oh this this uh you know perfect little angel or whatever was just you know all all uh you know prim and prissy you mm-hmm. know just like uh, little miss muffet yeah no and that's like that's actually i was going to talk about like camille pagla talks about this too like women top from the bottom so we like may pretend to be you know more quiet or whatever in the relationship but most of the time the women are the ones in charge they're the ones calling the shots like men are a lot more um i don't know i don't want to say weak but like when it comes to I don't know, sex or whatever, women really are the ones who control the situation. And especially when you have a girl who is beautiful, who's desired, a man is kind of going to lose a lot of, I don't know, his, his power um, in that situation. And so the girl definitely has power and um, can kind of exploit him for a lot, whether that's money, whether that's the um, resources he has in a career or a field or whatever, like, like that can be easily be exploited by the younger woman. Right. So. Well, it's, it's like a, um, I think it's, it can be a, a symbiotic relationship where it each, is a symbiotic relationship. where each, each person is getting something out of it. It's not, whereas it's, it's kind of portrayed as though, as though it's just like the, um, you know, only the man is getting, getting something he's just, you, you know, using sir but it's like it's not that cut and dry because um you know and i knew this like even uh, when i when i was younger even when like when i was in high school and things like in in my 20s like you know some of these young girls like i mean they could really run circles around like they were just like you know Mm -hmm. they, they were like uh you know they just like ran circles around around um some of these guys like you were just almost like you were you were like no match for for some for just like how conniving they could be Mm -hmm. or something especially so it's like a lot of times the um they really kind of underestimate just like how how ruthless Mm -hmm. some uh some of these no that's not the case all the time i think there are um cases when um 
you know, women do really get exploited and, and so by, by a, a predatory individual, but it's not that cut and dry. And I think that there is like, you know, the, the exploitation goes both ways, I think. A hundred percent. And I feel like, I, mean, has, I don't know. But in, in like, you know, like, I think you've had cases where like, um, like older guys who were into you and like, like turned out to be like really pathetic, you know, kind of like, yes. you know, just like, <laughs> yes. not, not just not these just because they're like, older doesn't mean they have control, you know, or just because they're older doesn't mean, or they have money. It's like, okay. And like, like girls are smarter. It doesn't mean that they're able to like outwit you, you know, or that, they're, or no. that they're like, they're even like, oh, like, in, oh, you have so much power over me. It's like, okay. Like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I can, if I want to be here, I will, yeah. but if I don't, I don't have to, you know, especially being like, I'm not, I'm not living like in Mexico or some, or somewhere where I have like no opportunity or, you know, there's nothing right. I can do besides just like marry some guy. Like I have, uh, you know, whatever. Like a, like a mail order bride. Yeah. I'm not a mail order. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind being a mail order bride. I don't know. I, I well, <laughs> that sounds like something you'd say, but it, you know, it, it depends who the groom is. Who, who yeah. Buys them, like. Um, but yeah, so like, for sure, like girls can see through. We can see through it, and that's why, like, that's why girls do OnlyFans. That's why girls work at strip clubs. That's why girls work at Hooters, or even as a bartender or as a waitress. Like we, we, we know the power that we hold just by. I don't want to say we, but as, as young girls hold or young women hold from being attractive and being impressioned and seeming malleable, like it gets, it gets you a lot. Um, and I feel like that power shouldn't be like, I don't know, ignored or treated like, Oh no, that's not, no, it is true. Like that, that is true. And there are some men who are smart and conniving, but a lot of them, mm, not really just because they're older doesn't mean anything. But in this case from the movie, he did have power. Um, he did have money. He was able to help them. But at the end of the day, like, it didn't really work out for him in the end. I mean, if you look at it from, like, he was having sex with attractive young women and having their admiration and, you know, attention, then sure. But, I mean, at the end... Yeah, and but they were getting something out of it. And then also, like, yeah. kind of, you know, once they didn't need him anymore, that was like... Uh... That was it. But then he found a new girl. Yeah. He's kept finding new girls, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, should, it's too bad he should have ended up with the the one he found at the end. He, didn't, he no, he she was her. yeah, she was. I wish she was in the movie longer. So do I. I mean, like seeing her in that that role, which like was her screen debut. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really changed my whole like opinion on it because she was like she's very um innocent and very likable and mm-hmm. like almost kind of you know. Like, you could really fall in love with her. Whereas, like, I remember the characters that she played in, like, Melrose Place. And she was just, like, a really evil, a really evil bitch. And you could see, like, just the the contrast there. Because, like, you know, by the time Melrose Place came along, she was, like, you know, she was in her 30s. So she's mm-hmm. playing, like, this older um, woman. Which, you know, you, you wouldn't know this, but in Melrose Place, she's, like, I, I guess, um, for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 10 episodes or something, like, one season and... And she runs like a high class prostitution. And so she's oh actually like, you know, 
she's a pimp yeah she's bringing in these the getting trying to recruit these these young girls and she recruits young you know sydney from from melrose place into to being a, a prostitute in this kind of high class uh, prostitution ring and um but in that role you know she's a very kind of um manipulative and and, and very um very cruel like very cruel wow. woman and um so like seeing the contrast with her in in the Star Maker where she's like kind of you know young and and innocent and and uh, and just really likable it's like yeah. it just changes my whole like opinion wow. of her. Well, that's yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I I really like Rock Hudson in, in this movie. With the, yeah, the I liked him too, like, and, and he did his acting was really good. Like he really connected with the girls. Like you could tell there was a connection there. So. Yeah, and, um, you know, in these later career movies, like, he was, um, it was basically thought that, you know, this was part of his career was in decline, like, because he was a big movie star in the, mm-hmm. in the 50s, um, like, just huge, and all these movies with, with Doris Day and all this, so these, like, when he's in, in the, the 70s and 80s doing these, like, made-for-TV movies and stuff, like, it was kind of thought as, like, well you know, this guy's not, he's not as big league as he used to be or mm-hmm. something, but all of, all of his best acting and his best work is, is, is in this later stuff, not in those kind of like those kind of 1950s, like cutesy. Uh, yeah. And the writing and stuff like, I was impressed. It was just very him. like, it's really amazing because he's still, even though there's just made for TV movies, like he really fucking gives it his all. Yeah. Like, you know, and it he, doesn't seem he, like a made for TV movie. Yeah. And he does, he's not just like, like he, he, he's so good in it that you, you would think that someone in his position would be like, all right, well, you know, we just got to do, just do another TV movie. You get collect a paycheck or something yeah. like that. But he's not, he like, he goes all out, you know, and it's very... And that's really good since he ends up dying a few years later. You know what I mean? Like, it's good that he didn't, he didn't yeah. go, like, the De Niro route and just do, like, cheesy movies just to get a check, Well, and, but I, I read, like, somewhere also that, like, people were, like, you know, saying, like, he... <clears throat> unlike other actors, he didn't go on to, like, to be... to directing and, and film. Like, he, he always wanted to act, so he was, like, he acted, like, right up until the very end. If that's... And that's a very admirable quality. Yeah. Um, so this is going to end at an hour. So do you have any, like, final, like, thoughts before <clears throat> the time runs up? Because I don't want to have to, like, do another one. Uh, no. But I no. like that. Well, I like the, <laughs> I also like the, the intro theme of the movie. It's very catchy. Yeah. Oh, the theme song? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I can't remember who did the music, but... Well, I will link the movies on my Twitter so everyone can watch if they would like and kind of catch up. Um, we summarized it because I, I doubt anyone has ever seen this movie before. Yeah, so we kind of need to... Sorry for all the spoilers. Sorry yeah. for all the spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah, but thank you guys for listening. So, um, yeah. Any final... Anything else, Brandon? No. Go follow Brandon on Twitter, even though he's private and probably no, won't. No, don't, don't follow him. No, you try to follow him. I wish he wasn't private, because I could retweet him more. Um, but uh, he probably will not let you in. It's kind of an exclusive club. He's very and selective about whatever. who he lets in. <laughs> um, but luckily, everyone can listen to him here. All right. Okay. Well, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>